Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deep Blue Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hi. And Zach Rowland. Hey. And today we're discussing Season 8, Episode 3, What's Eating Dexter Morgan. On this episode, Deb confesses to Quinn. Quinn is a bad detective. Deb starts seeing Vogel as a therapist. And Dexter whets his appetite on a cannibal. What did you guys think of this episode overall? Well, um, it was an episode. Um, <laughs> it's like the first couple episodes of this season were are like, okay, for the most part. And then I feel like this one immediately starts to divulge down this path of just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, it was an episode. That's all I have. Yeah, I was was waiting for more. (laughs) Uh, I have nothing more to say. uh, It's it's a good good performance by Deb, and that's that's pretty much all there is to this episode. There's not much to enjoy. Nothing to like other than that. I agree. I think that's all you're going to get for this season is just pretty good performances from Jennifer Carpenter, and that's it. Yeah, this is, um, so I couldn't remember if it was this episode or the next episode that is the, the end of the goodness, the end of the promise of, of what this season could be. Um, and now I'm, now I'm sure it's the next one. The next (laughs) one is the end. Um, once, once we get to episode five, it is just, it's just a complete mess, a complete nightmare. Um, but they're still setting things up. They're still, it's still early going. Um, it's just not going in a direction anyone's really that excited about. Yeah. But it starts with Dexter awakened by Harrison calling his name. He finds him covered in red, having eaten an entire box of red popsicles. I'll give him this, this early on little trick. Cause we've seen this before. They, they've done this pretty often where they, the bait and switch, you know? And I was like, oh, crap, that's crazy that, like, they would attack Harrison so quickly. But then, of course, it's like, nah, it's just a dumb kid eating too many popsicles. <laughs> and also, Dexter's a blood guy, and I'd like to think that immediately he would know that that is not blood. Because <laughs> yeah. blood and melted popsicles look really nothing alike. I am no, no blood spatter expert, uh, but... Yeah, who knows? And also, um, you're not supposed to give kids that young Pepto-Bismol. I'm just throwing that in there, too. A uni finds Deb asleep in her car. She's drunk and managed to smash a parking meter before passing out. She calls Quinn and his classy stack of condoms. Quinn leaves Jamie in bed, lying about why he has to go. I actually did note that out loud when I was watching it. I was like, of course, there's a stack of condoms right next to his phone on the bedside table, like... What a stupid little thing they have to just put there. Well, it makes sense like four seconds later when you see that he's in bed with Jamie. But yes, it is like, yeah, yes, we know. Quinn is fucking. That's what (laughs) Quinn does. That's yeah, that's him. That's that's (laughs) when he when he auditioned for the part, they were like, are you good at pretending to have sex? Great. (laughs) But I mean, like a, a stack of condoms. Come on, man! You're not a, you're not young anymore. Get out of here. Uh, Dexter right. arrives at Sussman's house. Now a crime scene. The body has been moved since Dexter found it on a hook. 
It's been made to look like a suicide by shotgun. Quinn drops Deb off at Elway's firm. He asks if Deb has a drinking problem. He says when he was spinning out of control, it was from her rejecting him. He asks Deb what her reason is, but she blows him off. The uh, interaction with Deb and the police officer, I think, was pretty funny. Just in the sense that she's like, I pulled over, you know, like, yeah, Jennifer Carpenter playing some like funny drunk, you know, (laughs) it's not drunk driving is not funny. But the situation is funny. <laughs> How Deb handles it is funny. Yeah. yeah. Not that you're encouraging no, drinking and driving no, for, never. for humor. I got to put that out there. Or Mad's going to come after me. A lot of listeners who are involved in Mad, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, um, Vogel gets a text to look outside. She finds boxes marked his and hers. They each have pieces of brain. Dexter points out that the killer is now aware of Dexter's involvement, and Dexter's next suspect is Ron Galuzzo. Vogel had Galuzzo institutionalized until he was 21. Quinn tells Dexter that Deb got a DUI. Dexter tells Vogel that Deb knows everything about who he is and is surprised that Dexter cares enough about her to want to help. Elway gives Deb a hangover cure. Dexter shows up at the office. Deb agrees to dinner, and Dexter leaves. Batista closes the brain surgeon case. Sussman's death has been ruled a suicide. Deputy Chief Matthews tells Batista there's no way Quinn can pass the sergeant exam. I like like, the way you're really putting heavy pauses in waiting for us to say something. I I feel you trying to get us to say something. There's nothing to say. It's like the only thing that keeps coming to mind. This isn't deeply synopsing Dexter. I, th- I think that's all it can be now. The only thing that I, I that keeps coming into my mind is, does anybody care about this Vogel story at all? Any of it? No. None. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not in the least. Well, it's, such, it's like a, what is it, like the 13th hour kind of thing where they're like, oh, you know, it'd be great if we had this character that came back all the way from like season one who was never really there, but was always there. It's like just, it's just, it's Scott Buck and it's just terrible writing and it doesn't make any sense and it's boring. (laughs) So boring. Yeah. I hope hope we don't get (laughs) trolled for all of our hate for this. It's okay, you won't. <laughs> I will. You're still listening at this point, and you don't like the show. <laughs> it's it's not our fault anymore, man. Um, Dexter tracks down Ron Galuzzo selling workout gear at the mall. Dexter waves Vogel's book around, but Galuzzo pretends not to know who she is. Vogel presses Dexter. Given that Deb knows Dexter's secret and the first rule is don't get caught, why didn't he kill her? Vogel repeats that Dexter is perfect, a perfect psychopath who's dab- dabbling in caring about Deb. And see, then here we go into like the movie Psycho, where it's like almost literally a mother figure being like, you're my perfect baby, Norman. You're going to be fine, Norman. And it's like, no, this is weird. It's all weird. It's been weird since Deb wanted to fuck her brother, but whatever. 
Yeah, that's the, it. Was it's been weird, but but I, honestly, if I heard perfect one more time, I, I'm just gonna start doing a shot every time I hear something about Dexter being perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's strange um, that she's you know she supposedly designed the code and helped Harry along with all of this with Dexter, and that now that she feels like her life is threatened because she literally wrote a book where she talked about all the psychopaths that she talked to that made all the psychopaths that she talked to mad at her, which seems like a really bad idea. Now she needs the psychopath that she trained to be her protector from all of this stuff. And that's why she needs Dexter to do this. So she comes out of the shadows and says she needs Dexter's help to, to deal with all of this. Um, and that's all really strange. Um, you know, it also like, if you think about any of it for more than a minute or two, it falls apart because if he's a perfect psychopath, why the fuck would he care what happens to Vogel? Exactly. Why? Like, how is how can she manipulate him? She could, I mean, like, she could be threatening him. She could be threatening to write her next book about him or something like that. And she could be like in a relationship with Matthews where she's like more protected than other people normally are, but that's still not going to stop Dexter. So obviously Dexter's emotions are a thing and she knows that. And she's exploiting that because if they weren't a thing and he was just, you know, if he was Hannibal Lecter, (laughs) she'd, she'd be dinner. And that'd be the right. end of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's not brain science here. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear God. It's not rocket <laughs> surgery. That's, that's um, like on the level with the writing of this episode, that, that line. Yeah. That might have actually been a line from this episode, but. Probably um, is. Quinn, Batista, and Jamie are having dinner. Batista gets frustrated that Quinn can't answer the exam questions. Batista accidentally busts Quinn's work alibi for leaving Jamie last night so he could help Deb. Dexter shows Jeb that she saved a guy with a big family. <laughs> That's a scene. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, like, hey, you see that guy over there? Because yeah. Deb didn't realize that as a police officer, she saved people. It was such an epiphany for her where she was like, really? Particularly <laughs> that night that she like, like turned into Rambo for five seconds and just like wiped everyone out while Quinn was just standing around. I also love how the, the video that they show or he shows her is like highly edited. Like there's cuts in it. So it's yeah. not even like it was actually filmed on someone's phone and took it taken off of YouTube or whatever. It's like they've now there's an edited copy out there where this this guy specifically is in a frame of the shot of the, the thing oh, that what? happened. Dexter hired that guy <sighs> and they went and shot that those scenes on his phone to splice yeah. in there and make it look like she saved him. Dexter yeah. cares. Dexter goes all out for this. He, he's not just going to use some terrible recording. He's going he's gonna to have production quality. Not the show, but I really wanted this to be in 4K, but this is as good as I have. So, How does he have any money left after what he pays Jamie? 
Oh, is- yeah. The source of Dexter's money has never been revealed. <laughs> Independently <laughs> yeah. wealthy. I don't know. Maybe he's been stealing all along from his victims, and that's just this backstory they never delved into. Yeah, he's got the Tooth Fairy's pension know. money coming in still. Oh, yeah, that's probably Cash it. And those social security checks. Yep. Good he should, he, really, Good what he should have been doing instead of um, throwing the body parts into the ocean is he should have been selling them on the black market. I mean, then it <laughs> definitely would have infinite amount of funds so maybe he was yeah i was like well, we don't <laughs> again know. we should have written and no show. evidence yeah dexter searches galuzzo's house and finds a finger in the stew galuzzo's a cannibal deb walks into miami metro wasted quinn stops her and asks what she wants she tells quinn that she wants to confess to killing laguerta quinn drags her into an interview room and disconnects the mic deb explains how she got laguerta's location from dispatch followed her to the container and killed her Quinn repeats Dexter's version of events, but Deb is adamant. Quinn gives her legal pad to write everything down that she remembered. All right, I'm going to back up to this this finger real quick. Um, number one, his reaction is ridiculous because he <laughs> he has seen body parts mangled, mauled, cut up, dismemberments. I mean, he's probably seen almost anything you can think of before, yet a finger in a stew really freaks him out. <laughs> It's just right. like, what is wrong with you? Also, has no one ever accidentally put a finger in a stew before? I mean, it's a stew. It's a, it's, it's a lot of things. You never know what you're going to get, you know? What kind of stew are you making, Yeah, man? it's like you're going to some sketchy joints, man. <laughs> I have listen, many questions developing. Listen, a this stew is a stew. This is actually getting interesting. <laughs> I'll die on this hill. A little finger I- stew is good for me. I have a cousin named Stu, and every time you say finger stew, I get a little bit more grossed out. <laughs> yeah, like I have I have stew right now in the crock pot for dinner, and I'm thinking maybe I'm not eating that. So when I say there's nothing wrong with finger stew, it just really rubs you the wrong way. It rubs him the right way, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, like, I guess it depends on what side of the finger you're uh, on. Yeah, I mean, anyway. at, least he at least he didn't try to make brain <laughs> stew. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, dial up some carry on now. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Vogel gives Dexter another lead. Arnold Gordon, a trauma surgeon. Quinn calls Dexter into Miami Metro. He says he's trying to keep Deb from confessing. Dexter takes Vogel along to Miami Metro, and he tells Vogel to tell or he tells Vogel to say that Deb is crazy. Vogel tells Quinn that Debs has survivor's guilt and PTSD. Deb goes ham and Dexter M99s her. Vogel says that was interesting. They tell Quinn that she passed out and take her home to rest. It's like this whole episode's just tiny little moments of surprises where you're like, you shouldn't be surprised by that. Like, <laughs> this, it, it doesn't make any sense. The motivation of the, of the character is just off all odd it's all bad (laughs) (laughs) those puzzles we gotta have those pauses in there just in case (laughs) i'm trying to think of something to say uh that was interesting yeah no shit sherlock also i think it's funny that um that you know she's like it's 
or Dexter's like, it's she's a psychologist, so whatever she says has got to be true, right? Like, because like all psychologists have never bullshitted anybody before; they know exactly what they're talking about. Well, and definitely not Dexter, who already killed one for basically being that kind of of therapist. It would have been more interesting if this was that therapist instead of Vogel, but. I love the Dexter M99's Deb because that's how all arguments should end. Just like I'm done with this. <laughs> Jesus. Quiet time. <laughs> yeah. Shh, sleep now. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> Good way to win every argument. I need to look into that. About the M99, my kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kitten. I ain't kidding around. <laughs> Also oh, better than there. anything in this okay. episode. <laughs> Dexter and Vogel take Deb back to Deb's house. Vogel says she can help Deb, so Dexter handcuffs Deb to the couch and gives Vogel the key. Dexter has Galuzo the cannibal on his table. He talks about how he, Dexter, consumes everyone he loves, and then he kills Galuzo. End of episode. Thank God. Man. <laughs> Man, we had a lot to talk about with that one. We really dissected that episode. There's so much not happening that we (laughs) that we care about at all, and it's it's given us nothing to latch on to. Almost 20 minutes worth of discussion on that episode. (laughs) So, yeah, it's because like Galuzo is like the new Freebo. Like, there's just nothing. There's no real reason to have him in here. (laughs) Nope, that was a stretch. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Big stretch. Don't force it, I just, to, I just wanted to say Freebo. Damn it. <laughs> uh, this was directed by Ernest Dickerson, who directed nine episodes between seasons three and eight, and written by Lauren Gessis, who wrote 12 episodes spanning all eight seasons. This is her final episode of the series. What mm-hmm. a whimper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think she was clearly... She yeah, she's done. Like, if this is her final one, she was definitely just like, fuck this job. I'm so fed up with all of this. Because, you know, even though she wrote it, doesn't necessarily mean it was her story. It's probably Scott Buck's story or whoever, you know, I mean, he's showrunner. So he's probably making sure that whatever he wants happens, happens. And then their job is to just put it into the format, you know? Yeah, they they seem to uh, write the seasons in three episode chunks in kind of a three-act structure. So it's like, you know, or I guess it'd be four episodes. So, you know, four, eight, and 12 are kind of connected and together. And so, yeah, for an episode three, we're just sort of like, they're just heightening the stakes and, and putting people into the right place for the real story to start happening. And like, really the, the biggest scene in this episode is... Um, Deb getting wasted enough to actually walk into Miami Metro and say she killed LaGuerta. And that scene is when she, when it's her and Quinn, there's just like no tension at all. Like Quinn just like, there's no chance he's going to believe her anything. And then when they show up with Vogel and Dexter M 99s him, like, Literally, Vogel saying that was interesting is the is the most the the, the most like non pat version of that scene that you can imagine. 
it, yeah. it would have been more interesting mm-hmm. had she tried to confess to somebody like Matthews or somebody like Detective Black Lady. Yeah, but it had to be, I mean, it has to be somebody that, for the rest of the story to work out, it has to be somebody that isn't going to push it, isn't going to become the new LaGuerta, like, looking for, you know, looking for the real Bay Harbor Butcher and all of this other stuff that she knows. Yeah. yeah. I'm not opposed to Deb confessing. I think that's an interesting way to go. But no, I they think, just didn't make it interesting at all. No. No, but it didn't. It and I think so much it, better. Yeah, if it had been later in the season and she did confess, and like you guys are saying, to someone who actually mattered or took it seriously, then the stakes are even higher because now Deb's incarcerated or whatever and Dexter can't work anymore. Like Then we're back to sort of like this Bay Harbor butcher season where he's like really against the ropes and trying to figure out what to do and how to like you know get away with it all. But he's lost everything. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it could have been something, but it was nothing. Yeah. Well, and if they'd gotten someone to believe her and, you know, arrest her for killing LaGuerta, even if they didn't necessarily believe her, they just, like, were sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Just, like, letting her have her way kind of thing, just appeasing her for what she was saying. You know, then you've got, you still got Vogel there to explain it away as, you know, oh, she has survivor's guilt and she didn't really do this. Um, But I almost wonder, like, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been better or not, but like if she had gone to Quinn first before going to Miami Metro and she had basically... Like if she confessed in front of Quinn and maybe Jamie too, where there could have been like seeds of doubt planted where like Quinn just wouldn't believe mm-hmm. it. But Jamie maybe has like a little bit of like, you know, Deb wouldn't lie about something like that. And where's that coming from? And then there's something going on in their relationship where, you know, Quinn thinks one thing and Jamie thinks another thing. And then Deb goes to Miami Metro and they, you know, shut her down and stop her. But just the way it happened and and how quickly it happens, like it's it's all contained. Like she enters Miami Metro and less than 10 minutes of screen time later, she's M99 and handcuffed to a couch. So they don't really they don't really dwell on what could have been a big, bigger moment for the show. And they don't really dwell on they don't really dwell on it in the next episode either. So just like that, it's just done. Just gone. Uh, what is the best line of the episode? I Did like, anybody actually have one? <laughs> um, there was there was a line by Vogel that I liked where that she, was interesting. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> um, where she tells Dexter that she she explains why Deb is so down in the dumps by saying that she gave up everything she believed in for you. Um, I liked that line. Blech. I went with, yeah, I went with, (laughs) I call her, I call her Dr. Serial Killer, um, not Vogel. So (laughs) that's what I have here, but it's, uh, Dexter, you admitted to being the cause of her pain. Uh, how can you be her solution? Referring to Deb. 
it was really that was a stretch. Yeah, we're all stretching. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't even stretch far enough to get one because I couldn't even stay awake during the episode long enough to even pick up a line. It was so boring. Zach, did your kid like any of the lines from the episode? Oh, yeah. He loved it. He was <laughs> he he said his favorite line was the garlic marinade for the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just gross. How about the worst line of the episode? I uh, consume old- everyone I love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gotta give it to good old Masuka for uh, the nth number of time. But uh, suicide making our lives easier. Just like fuck you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Masuka. Suicide makes our life so much easier. That's what yeah. I had too. <laughs> yeah. Like what an asshole. What a shit yeah. cop. Or he's not even a cop. He's a forensic. <laughs> pathologist or he's whatever. a fucking rock star <laughs> i didn't even remember him being in this episode <laughs> that's how deeply ingrained in it i was or involved you're, or you're living life wrong bro. well then it's uh, like i am <laughs> you know we'll, we'll you'll find out next episode obviously but like it doesn't get any better it's like the the pinnacle shit oh. masuka <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh how about the performance of the episode Zach's cat. Yes. <laughs> my cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Deb. I mean, Jennifer <laughs> Carpenter, just laying it down. Also, a lot of drunky in this one, which is not easy to do well, so good for her. And also, she has the wavy hair in this episode, which is how you can tell Deb's having a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I really love her performances in these later seasons because I really feel feel like... Her um, divorce with Michael C. Hall was fuel for the fire. And so, like, you could see the hate in her eyes every time she has to talk to him. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, I think you're reading some stuff into it there. <laughs> no, I see it every day. <laughs> that, that, no, that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> you're trying to I make think, yourself feel better. <laughs> I think you see it. <laughs> every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right well that'll do it for this episode um thanks for helping guys if that's what you did um and uh we'll see you on the next deeply discussing dexter uh-huh.